0: Proverbs sixteen twenty four says, Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. I pray that this episode of Hime's Honey will bless you and inspire you and encourage you to draw closer to the Lord during these very trying times and not to scare you or anything, but to um, spur you to action and to be encouraged to share the gospel even further. All right, let's get started. So lately, um, I've been thinking about how there are people and there are ideologies and, um, beliefs out there that claim that hell is not eternal, um, which is very dangerous because if hell isn't eternal, then what is it? You know what I mean? Like, um, we're gonna, you know, review 16 verses in a bit that do claim hell is eternal that, um, I hope, you know, inspires you to look into it more, but it's, really scary and it's very daunting when people claim that, um, oh, you know, hell is just a place that's temporary. You know, you go there for punishment and cleansing and then you go to heaven when your punishment and your cleansing is done. So they say it is a place of punishment. I agree with that. But they're missing the eternal part because if heaven is eternal, then what is hell? You know, does that mean hell is also eternal? Does that mean it's not? Well, if heaven wasn't eternal, then hell wouldn't be eternal either. But the fact that heaven is eternal, then so hell must be as well, right? But I personally believe that the church needs to talk about this more. That way there isn't this confusion. That way there isn't Christians walking around believing that hell is not real because there are Christians who believe that. A big portion of them do actually, which is quite scary and quite flabbergasting, honestly. Um, so that's why I'm here. That's why I want to give you these 16 verses to ponder on regarding the eternity, eternal, um, aspect that that hell is real. Or the eternity that is hell, if you do, you know, and heaven as well, because heaven is also eternal. And might I remind us, you know, God didn't create us to go to hell. He created us to live with him for eternity. You know, he didn't he didn't create hell for us. He created hell for Satan and his demons, and there are many verses in the Bible that talk about this. But for this episode I'm not gonna talk about it. But if you watch my other videos or listen not my watch my other videos, if you listen to my other episodes, I do talk about that. But anyway, let's look at the sixteen verses. So first one we have Second Corinthians four eighteen, which says well we look not at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Matthew twenty five forty one says, Then he will also say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed people, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. So just kidding, yes, we will talk about it. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, here it says eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. So, if God prepared this eternal fire for the, the devil and his angels, what did He prepare heaven for? Who did He prepare heaven for? He prepared it for His creation, He prepared it for us, right? Because God did not create, you know, Satan and his demons. See, God did not, you know, He didn't create that. That's what happens when Satan got jealous of God, right? In Satan gave into the lust of his own desire by be- being very vain and very prideful and jealous of God and you know the devils those, sorry the, um, the his angels just followed him right so if hell is for that kind of you know being then who is heaven for right heaven is for God's creation God's beloved and God loves us that's why he sent Jesus to die for us Matthew 25, verse 46 says, These will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So again, it mentions eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Revelations 20, verse 10 says, And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are also, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. It doesn't say, for a little bit. Then he's going to come back up here. Then he's going to come to heaven. It doesn't say that. It says that he will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And Matthew 18, verses 8 through 9, it talks about, you know, if your hand or your foot is causing you to sin, cut it off and throw it away from you. It is better for you to enter eternal maimed eternal life maimed or without a foot than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into the eternal fire. Again, it mentions it as eternal. So if, you know, if the Lord is really emphasizing that to us, that this place is eternal, then it must be eternal. Then he must not want us to go there because he loves us so much. So he's warning us. So don't say you were warned, right? Because the Lord makes it super clear here and all throughout scripture. Matthew 3.12 says, His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly clear his threshing floor and he will gather his wheat into the barn but he will burn up the chaff the chaff with unquenchable fire again unquenchable fire it doesn't say fire that can be put out once you're once you've been punished enough it says unquenchable fire that thing will never be quenched it will never be quenched isn't that scary to think about an unquenchable fire like a fire that is never going to ever be satisfied or done with you in eternity, in eternal hellfire. Mark 3.29 says, But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. There you go. Eternal sin. Eternal. There's that word again. It's always the word eternal, because the Lord really wants to emphasize to us that it is eternal. Revelations 14.10-11 says, He also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger. And he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And here it is. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. That's pretty scary. Like just ponder that. That's I mean, that one is very important. So I'm gonna emphasize that it is Revelations fourteen verses ten through eleven. Let's move on to Hebrews six two. It talks about eternal judgment when it says of the in- of instruction about washing and laying on of hand- laying on of hands, and about the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. So you know the word eternal is still being used. Jude one seven talks about the punishment of eternal hellfire. Um, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as these angels, indulged in sexual perversion and went after strange flesh, are, the, are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire. Not to mention, by the way, speaking of this, the Bible does warn us about our sins, and it does very clearly talk about what is sinful, and you know, what is the path that you should not take in life, and what you should be repenting from. And me personally as well, like, we should all be taking, you know, the Bible, you know, we should all let it be the one that is guiding us in life, not what the world is saying to us, but what the Bible says about us and what the Bible says about the Lord mostly, mostly that he loves us and his His love is not just, you know, it's not like a feel-good love, it's also like, um, it's also uh, um, a disciplining love that... He cares for us so much that he doesn't want us to live in such evil lifestyles. Anyway, Um, 2 Thessalonians one nine says, These people will pay the penalty of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Daniel 12.2 says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. These to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace of everlasting contempt and everlasting contempt. Job 1530 says, He will not escape from darkness. The flame will dry up his shoot, and he will go away by the breath of his mouth. Psalms 4919 says, He will go to the generations of his fathers. They will never see the light. Isaiah 5721, There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. That one is pretty short, pretty sweet. Not sweet. It's short and sweet. Short and scary. <laughs> and to the point which I like. We'll come back to that one. That one's pretty cool. Cool. Anyway, Isaiah 38, 18 says, For Sheol cannot thank you, death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. That one's pretty cool, too. But Anyway, going back to Isaiah 57, verse 21. There is no peace for the wicked. So when you are in hell, there is no peace. There is no rest. There is no there is no um, you know, going back to earth there is no going back to earth or going to heaven like you've chosen that you chose hell when you rejected god you chose hell when you decided to live in sin you chose hell when you did not accept christ as your lord and savior and you chose hell when you know it's not you know being a good person won't get you into heaven you know it's not about that it's not about it's not dependent on you that's why jesus came to die for us It's not dependent on us. It's about Christ. And if we accept that invitation and his love and his sacrifice for us. So if you reject that, if you reject the sacrifice, if you reject the gift that he has given us, then, you know, you've chosen hell. You've chosen that. Um, And I don't want people to not know this. I want people to know this. Because it's important for people to know that people to be willfully ignorant you know what i mean um so if you're listening i'm very glad that you're listening and i pray that you also you know read these scriptures for yourself and really meditate on this and it's again it's not to scare you but it's it's to remind us of this is what christ sacrificed you know himself for this is we are what you know we are so important to God that he sent Jesus to die for us and to save us from this. To save us from restlessness. To save us from eternal fire. To save us from everlasting contempt. To save us from eternal destruction. Now, there are very, very toxic... um, There are very toxic ideologies out there, such as universalism which claim that everyone will eventually be saved and go to heaven, even if they are in hell. God holds the key to Hades, so he will let them out, surely, right? He's, you know, given us a choice, right? Everyone is God's creation, but not everyone is his child. You are his child by faith in Christ. And let's read some verses on this as well, just to leave you off with hope. Galatians 3.26 says, For you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. John 17.9 says, I ask on their behalf, I do not ask on behalf of the world, but on the behalf of those whom you have given me, because they are yours. Ephesians 5.1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Ephesians 1.5 says, He predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters through Christ Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So, once again, hell is eternal, Um, and let us continue seeking the Lord with all of our heart, and sharing the gospel above all, so that people, you know, are, are you know, we are all, you know, without excuse, but continue to be a light out there, and continue doing the awesome work that you're doing, um, and, of course, follow the Lord. I mean... Good work unless you're like living in sin, then that's not really good work. But anyway, um, have a good one and see you in the next Bye bye.